first ever pod together. That's not true. Did we do one together? One of the first pods we did, we did together when I was there for your birthday years oh, ago. Oh, yeah. yeah. I wish you would have said that on the pod, you fucking idiot. Would have been a lot more fun. <laughs> They're already laughing downstairs, yeah. goddammit. Every- did you see that great? It's like, like we're going to hear everything they say. It's fine. All right. We could put like a pillow over it. To drown it out. <laughs> kind of like, you know, if you were to put a pillow... You talking about murdering no, lives no, pre pod? No, no, no. <laughs> Classic. Fight a dollar for every time. <laughs> Welcome to the art of the dive. This is going to be a big pod, folks. Jake and I are together. Game week one is on the way. Jake, how are you, buddy? Doing well. Doing great. Are you? Yeah, I am. I'm excited. All around. I have to admit, it is a little bit weird sitting next to you while recording the pod. So people that don't know, if you're like a new listener to our podcast, Jake and I live um, across the country. So we went to college together, we played soccer together, and uh, we live across the country from each other now. And so normally when we podcast, we do it via phone, and we both record like our own audio file, and then we lay them over one another. But today, ladies and gentlemen, exclusive podcast, we're both in Seattle on vacation right now together and we're recording the podcast together jake how are you feeling about this um you know i I feel good uh i feel like this is typically everything's the same except uh i just have my shirt on this time around and your hands on my leg yeah exactly that's the only difference i can say literally anything that anything's happening right now and people at home they don't know what's really happening they have no idea right jake put it away see that's weird. Why are you doing that? Gosh dang it. This is going to happen a lot. It is. The entire podcast. Uh, so Jake and I are pretty excited. We've got this This game week one is rolling up on us. Uh, we've got just a few days here, Jake, to finalize teams and finalize tinkering. And for a lot of managers, this is kind of crunch time now. They've spent a lot of time doing some research, uh, looking at all the articles, listening to the podcast. And now it's time to make those final decisions. We have a lot of stuff to cover our listeners are pretty excited as well. Troll said that he asked if we could videotape it, this us being together, for private use. What do you think? Uh, I wasn't aware of that, but right. you might have a camera in the room somewhere. I do have my laptop camera running right now, so. So that's a yes then. Yeah, I'm live streaming it to Troll. Okay, that's creepy. He's going to like it. That's that's too much he for is. me. Well, he's going to like it though. Uh FPL Sexy said, ah, no, Marco, you can catch that shit. Run. What? Why would he say that? I think it's something to do with your dumbness and ugliness. Oh, well, that's fair. And hilarious. Okay, so Game Week 1 pod. Uh, Patty wanted to just fire off to us. We, we tweeted the other day that we're going to be doing a podcast, Jake. Uh, we actually, on our last podcast, had the most listens we've ever had on a podcast before, which is pretty exciting. Uh, and Patty said, look at all the, the listener input. Remember when you just had a few, so well-deserved, so pleased the pod is taking off. We're pleased too. Thanks, Patty. That's really nice. Yeah, I think it was mostly directed at me and less so at you, but it was nice of him to say that to me. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we're both here, so I can right. take some of the credit maybe. But, but he said it mostly to me, so yeah. Uh, also... Another little piece of business. We're on Spotify. Uh, so it took forever, but we finally got on there. A number of people had asked for us to get the podcast on that platform. So if you're someone that prefers Spotify to listen to, go ahead and check it out on there. So without further ado, Jake, I think we should get into G-Dub Uno, as they say in Spanish. 
Yeah, this is the big time. Ugh. Are you? Are you? How are you feeling? How are you feeling about your team? Like, let's start with that. So, are you like settled on a team, or do you still have a lot to think about? I have a lot, a lot to think about. I think you know a lot of games this weekend that I'm going to have to research a lot of things. Uh, you know, we didn't even do the community shield game this morning because we were busy, you know, throwing fish at Pike's place. Yeah, Jake and I went to a fish market and there's these guys that famously throw fish. So there were guys throwing fish and of course Jake and I said, oh, you think you're better than us at throwing fish? So we just started chucking their fish all over the place. (laughs) Then they told us to get out. Yeah, well, not before we were offered jobs as all-star fish slayers, right? Yeah, it's gonna be my new FPL team name. The fish slinger? The the fifth, yeah. Oh god, <laughs> that's kind of pretty. That could be uh could be taken a number of ways, but um, all right. So let's get into some kind of big picture questions and topics, and then we'll get more specifically into our team. So Emma wrote in, and I think it's a great question that a lot of managers, unfortunately, are dealing with at the moment. But what are you most scared of uh, at the moment? Uh, with reference to the first couple of game weeks rather than real life, Jake, you are probably not the only one nervous about Marco. Well, that's no one should be nervous about me, but... Yeah, does, does she mean because I'm here with you in person? Because that is kind of scary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Agree. What are you nervous about? I mean, with your team right now, what do, what's holding you back? I think that the major thing that I'm still struggling with is yes or no with Sterling. It makes sense to have him in so many ways, and it also doesn't make sense when you look at owning two premiums the hard thing is i think there's no doubt in my mind i will be captaining salah the first five game weeks hands down so it's like why bother with such an expensive second player if you're not captaining them but they have such great fixtures and with sane's injury this morning kdb not always being in a super attacking role his first year back from injury. I, and I just am not a big fan of Bilva. I know a lot of people talk about him. I just, I don't see upside with Bilva. I think he will again hit his like 150 to 116 mark, which is fine, but you're paying 8 million for him. So mm-hmm. I have like this, I have these two teams where like I have Sterling and it feels good. And then I don't have Sterling and I'm like, where's my Man City attack? They're the best attacking team in in the EPL and I don't have a single attacker because I don't know who else I would bring in. I don't really want to pay 12 million for Aguero. I'd much rather pay that for Sterling. So that's that's still a big question and probably what I'm most scared about is if I go with him is it going to be the right choice or if I stay away from him is it the wrong choice? Yeah. I think that that's fair. For me the biggest fear is definitely the the strikers. Um, Abba, Kane, you know, now for a year and some time, we've both been saying how we don't think that the strikers are necessarily worth the money. And uh, for me, I'm just waiting for the entire Twitter community to come out and be like, haha, idiots, now you guys are terrible at FPL. But most of the statistics do support that decision. I just, I, I recognize the fact that Kane or Abba could have a very explosive start to the season. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be weird. Like, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't say, oh my goodness, I can't believe this happened, right? I would co- completely be be in belief, if you will, that if that happened. And it would be frustrating because there are some managers that are going with those players and are planning to captain them instead of Salah or Sterling, and uh, I won't be able to cover it. So that's my biggest fear at the moment. 
Agreed. Uh, I I completely agree, mostly with Kane, where I think he can be a much more explosive player, and then he also is often owned by a fair amount in the FPL community because he's English, uh, which is what the majority of people who play this game are also, and they like having English players, which is fine. So my concern is those those people who go with Kane and are captaining him right off the bat, if they just get really far out uh, in the gates, I'm I'm concerned that maybe they just you know hold on to it for the rest of the year and it's difficult to make up. But I I just think, especially from last year, I'll go back to the stat we talked about. I think I brought it up on a pod pre prior. Last year, he blanked in seven out of the 12 or, or like some something like five to seven games at home. Um, and it just is like, you can't have a guy like that on your team if you're, if you're captaining him. You can't be blanking with your captains a ton. So at some point, I think it's going to backfire. Honestly, if you start off with Kane and you do really well, I would, I mean, as as long as you have another player like Salah and Sterling, maybe you just don't captain him as much and just hold on to him. But I think you're gonna, you're more likely to slip up with a, a premium price for, forward than do well. Again, who knows? It's going to be the beginning of the season. It's a small sample size. Things can be random. Yeah. Uh, some other big picture questions. Sexy says. How much stock do you put into last year's stats? I mean, we are looking at the past to predict the future, especially when every team changes and all that stuff. Well, Sexy, not all of us have can look into the future to predict the future. So, we look into the past to mm-hmm. predict the future. So, that's kind of how that works. Uh, but I do get what he's saying, especially with the second part of that question, because first teams do change relatively dramatically, especially at the start of the season here. Uh, and so, you know, how much stock do you put in that? Personally, you know, I'm looking at from year to year, like I like to see trends where players are doing it over and over. Uh, for example, a buddy of ours asked about Walker, like why is nobody picking Walker? Why is that not a conversation? And the reality of it is he's never really had a big FPL year. He always kind of ticks along in that 130, 140, 150 range, somewhere in there, but but never much more than that, right? When he, mm-hmm. when he has an FPL season. And so for me, that's a stat from years past that is legitimate, right? He's just the type of player that he's not going to bang many goals or get a bunch of assists. You know, I do see the argument like let's take a team like Everton, right? Who finished the year out pretty decently last year, defended quite well, uh, and now has a bunch of new players kind of coming into the squad. How does that affect them? And and how many of last year's stats are still applicable this year? I mean, one thing that can be said is that we know the manager is the same, right? So mm-hmm. the style of play will likely be similar. Um, obviously, there's probably more quality there. But I don't know. I mean, I, I think that there's a lot in last year's stats. I think it's important to use it to make some of the predictions that you're going to make. What else do we have to look at? Yeah, I think it's completely player and team dependent. Um, take a guy like Vardy, who's been in the league now for a few years. Their team, again, had a managerial change, but he consistently scores over 160 points as a forward. So you can take his average for the past few years. Maybe he'll even be better now that he has a little bit more assistance with uh, Perez around. Um, and, you know, I guess T. Lemans is going to be there for the full 38 game weeks, hopefully barring injury so yeah like a player like that i think it's really useful but then you have all the promoted teams and things like that where it's very difficult and that's why those players are often not priced in the correct range right like jimenez was a gem last year uh he should have probably been priced higher and ended up 
being really worth it on probably the majority of FPL teams. So some of that stuff you just have to take into account. There's no point in looking into championship stats. You just have to make your your best like eye test as much as we hate to say it. I mean, sometimes that's important as well. Hmm. What does your eye test say about me, Jake? Get your hand off my leg. How about that? Get your hand off my leg. Sorry. No. I thought it was acceptable. Jake and I have only had about a glass and a half of Limbrusco tonight. Actually, this afternoon. Yeah, it's pretty early. It's only one o'clock here. So, we're keeping it going. We're keeping it real. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's good work by us. Um, Okay. So, Mark asks, uh, why does Jacob Close sit on the fence and not give a straight yes or no answer to listeners' questions? Why do you do that, Jake? I'm kind of offended because I feel like I usually do give a straight yes or no answer. Are you millennial like triggered right now? Yeah, I'm millennial triggered. <laughs> triggered. <laughs> triggered. Yeah, I mean, sometimes I sit on the fence because I feel like it's important for other people to make their own decision. And I, I think sometimes, again, like, will I bash a, a, a FPL player for going with Kane? No, not at all. I think it's, you know, it's a punt that makes sense. They go against uh, Villa and Newcastle at home in their fir- two other first three game weeks. So again, like if you ask me, like what do you what are your thoughts on Kane? Yeah, I'll probably sit on the fence a little bit there because you know premium striker. I don't think I'm going to have him in my side, but it's not wrong. But yeah, some things I feel like I'll I'll give you a straight yes or no. I thought you sit on the fence more frequently. I intentionally sit on the fence almost all the time. Yeah. I hate telling people exactly how to like what the right pick is. Uh, I don't think that that's our job and I don't think that that's what we should be doing. If you're looking for a podcast that does that, I think that you should go to a different one. Um, Because really what our job is, is to present some of the different ideas. We can present where we kind of stand on them, right? But to tell another manager exactly how they should play the game is not necessarily fair. I will present to you some maybe some statistics or some numbers or some thoughts about why I think a particular approach is more effective. But if, you know, that said, and we've talked about this, this idea of like context with data and misinterpretation of data, I mean, some other people might look at data a different way or might value certain pieces of data differently. Um, If you do, then you should continue to follow your model, especially if you're finding success with it, uh, to try to make your picks. And so... You know, as Mark does say, Marco is a slippery politician, to be fair. That's 100 percent true. Um, I'm I am. Yeah, I'm a greasy Italian. OK, and uh, it's not all that slippery, if you know what I'm saying. I don't know what you're saying there. I'm talking about a different hand off my leg. Jake, everyone knows when you do it that it's just staged. Why? (laughs) Why are you doing that? I don't know. Uh all right, moving on. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I think this is a good question just in terms of team structure. So Gaz throw this, throws this idea out. And we talked a little bit about it, I think, on the last podcast, but we didn't really go into detail. So Gaz says, uh, should we hold 0.5 in the bank? So there, there is this like strategy that some people, I hadn't heard it really until last year, but some people had kind of brought it up. Like maybe you just sit with a half mil or a mil in the bank if you can manage it. Like if your team just happens to work out like that. Um, maybe you don't get too wound up with spending every little bit, just that you have this whole thing of flexibility, right? Everyone's always using that word. So he says the idea behind this is to offer flexibility early on by reducing the chances of being forced into early transfers to avoid being priced out. We want to get into a rhythm of transfers. Uh, so like this zero two zero two model that, um, 
I mean, a lot of people try, don't do a very good job with. I mean, I, I, I'll i be cocky for a moment. I feel like we've kind of like, I've kind of popularized it a little bit. Like it wasn't something that was talked about a lot, right? Like in the FPL community as a strategy, but I do feel like more people are talking about it now. I had a lot of success with it last year. We'll see how it goes this year. Um, but anyways, do you think there's, do you hold like, you think that that matters, Jake? Like, should you be holding extra money in the bank I think it's a great idea and I've tried to do it this year. I, you know, a lot of my teams, unfortunately, I, I have an opportunity to do it and we'll talk about that more later. I think it's a great idea. One, because, you know, the players that are going to be owned um, more are going to score off the bat. And again, you have to make your best decision on these players. You, you don't want to just go after them because they got returns. Like I remember like, uh, a prime example would be like Holobos last year for Watford. Great fixtures, had a lot of attacking returns as a defender, but we knew deep down probably way over his XA. Watford was playing easy teams. That's going to change. They they tend to kind of suck at the end of the year. Um, so like a player like that, yeah, don't don't save when you save 0.5 in the bank like don't spend it on a player like that but maybe spend it on a player like last year like Jimenez who you know takes a price rise right off the bat because everyone brings him in because he's doing so well but like that makes sense because if you don't have that money you're gonna have to at least make two swaps on your team and maybe you don't want to make two swaps or maybe it just doesn't make sense to get rid of another guy or you you want to bring him in that first week. So I really like that idea and I think it's a great thing to strive for. You are just going to have to be okay sacrificing that 0.5 with a player some somewhere else on your team which is difficult. I think an an important, you know, postscript to this idea is that I wouldn't tear your team up to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, like I wouldn't I wouldn't say that you should rip your team up to have just an extra point five in the bank and not be happy with your fourth or fifth you know, midfielder or whatever. Right. Yeah. If it happens to work out that you do a couple drafts and it happens to work out with one of your drafts that you really like that you have point five lane behind. I think for me, it's more the idea of like, don't feel stressed that you have to go spend that point five. It's OK to have it and it will probably come in handy in the future. Mm-hmm. You agree with that? I agree. Yeah, of course you do. Everything I say is right. Okay. So Slack community team, we've got a little bit of business here. So we are doing a Slack community team this year. I finally put the draft together and posted the, the picture into our Slack channel. So right now, uh, well, for those that don't know, we're doing a Slack community team. If you'd like to be involved in our Slack uh, and you're not yet, you can subscribe to our, our Patreon. Uh, we have a bunch of those subscribers now and we'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, but what we're doing is we're doing a dive community team. We'll talk about it probably almost every week on the pod, at least just to give an update on how it's doing. Uh, and so we've been voting and thank you to Gaz and Bobby and Mario and two point and a number of other folks. I'm, I'm sh- lots of p- other people were involved, but thank you guys. They've been driving it a lot lately uh, with myself kind of having a, another job transition and and Jake as well. And a lot of stuff kind of going on and travel and. Uh, we haven't really been as involved on the Slack channel. And so as usual, we just have these awesome listeners that kind of step up and fill those gaps for us because they know, you know, that that's kind of how the community's built, right? So they're doing important things too. But anyways, Gaz has really been driving it for us. So thank you. Um, everyone should follow him on Twitter, um, FPL Gaz. Uh, and he has been setting up voting, Jake. I don't mm-hmm. think you've even really seen the team yet. Have you seen the like completed team? No, not the completed team. Okay. This is my first time. Okay, so we're almost there. Uh, back, we have uh, keepers of Pope and Heaton. 
Uh, this is all voted on by our members. So uh, TAA, Lundstrom, Dingy, Rabo, and little KDB in the back. Okay. Through the midfield, Salah, Sterling, Dendanka. And then we have two open spots that we're still voting on. And then up front, we've we voted for Greenwood in as the budget striker. And then I think we're still sorting out exactly how we're going to spend the money in the mm-hmm. striker position up top. So we're going to be continuing to vote on that. I'll update it as we go. Uh, and then we'll have a team launched for the start of the season. And we'll continue to vote then like on transfers or moves that we're going to make. It could be kind of fun like if you just want to get involved like with a group of people. And if you're interested in learning a little bit about how other people think about the game as I've, I've been reading through all the threads of like the conversations and commenting a bit myself as well it is really interesting to see like how other managers who we interact with a lot through our podcast or on twitter or whatever how they kind of see the game and the way that that they want to spend their money um the conversations have actually been quite genuine a lot of people presenting some different stats and ideas and so it's interesting if you'd like to be involved you can join our patreon uh, and if you already are on our slack channel and you haven't been on lately Get in there, join that channel. Uh, it's called the, I should probably look just to make sure I know. Uh, it's called the Slack Team channel. So join that and, uh, and get voting. Another little business thing, League Dive leaderboard is up to like about four, a little over 450 people now. We're hoping to hit that 500 mark. That would be really cool. Uh, we've got a few more days, almost a, well, six, five days, five yeah. days now till the start of the season. So HHJN07 is the leaderboard. And then finally, uh, if you're interested, you can join our uh, PSL Super League if you join our PSL Patreon member uh, level. Um, and we've got, uh, I think, seven or, or nine people we have in there now total. Um, that's a private league. It'll be fun. And we'll update that as well on the pod every single week so that people know how that's doing. It's nice. Going to hit double digits soon. Yeah, it's yeah. cool. We're really lucky to have people that are, are supporting our, our podcast. I really can't believe it. And our friends have been laughing at us thinking it's a joke that it's happening. But yeah. we're really appreciative. Our friends don't support us. That's okay. Yeah, because they're not really our friends. Yeah, they're they're not just our assholes. anymore. So, yeah. Yeah. Done. Just assholes. Okay, great. Uh, so we have, um, I think we're going to spend some time talking about our team. So normally we do about a half an hour in a break. We'll probably go to like the 40 minute mark and then take a little break and then come back with like specific gaming one questions. But we have a bunch of questions about our specific teams and I think that we should kind of get into them. Um, so Jake, do you want to kind of pull your team up? Um, yeah. You can do that and then we'll talk about it a little bit. So we have a bunch of questions. Um, so uh, Mark asked, can we reveal our Game Week 1 teams? We can. We're going to with the asterisks that just like everybody else right now, there's a lot of movement to be done. There's a lot of question marks on our team and they could completely get blown up. So just so you know, these are not the teams that you might see mm-hmm. at the start of the Game Week. Um, so I'm just going to read a bunch of questions, Jake, and then I think... Well, I mean, we're going to answer all these questions, right? So mm-hmm. we'll go through it. So Alex wrote in, which formation are you guys going with? Um, and then... Uh, then we were asked, are you taking any punts in game week one? Jack said, who do you think will be your three highest game week one scores? Two point. Oh. If you are if you still haven't got a clue about your team or what your team will look like in game week one, is now a good time to panic? Patty also said, I haven't heard your sex moans so far, lads. Please ensure you do this week as it's the main reason I listen. Jake, could you do a quick sex sound? Two point. Oh. No. Sorry, I guess that wasn't good enough. He he's looking at me like that was terrible. Is that what you actually sound like when you do it? No, 
All right, do the real one then. No, I don't, I don't want them to know the real one. <laughs> you have to join our Slack channel for that. Oh, gross. Yeah. Now people are going <laughs> to get out. They're like, no, yeah, no, 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 no. We're going to go on Slack. It's going to be like there's four members. It's just yeah. like 2.0 and Patty the and week- you and me. <laughs> the, and that's it. <laughs> the weekly updates when it says how many people have left, it's going to be like everyone. Everyone has uh, left. Uh, okay. Um, so we have a bunch of questions. Um, let's get into our teams a little bit. Jake, do you want to start yeah. with your team? Okay. I can start with my team. Um, you have it memorized, so I don't need to pull it up right now. Wow, you have it memorized. I couldn't. I couldn't do mine without. Yeah, it's the, so. There's again the disclaimer. I'm still tinkering a fair amount. For the most part, I have the majority of the players down. Right now, the team I'm leaning with, because I've calculated it, and it seems to, like, based on last year's performance and history of performance, make the most sense. I have Pope, Heaton, uh, in goal. And then in the back, I have Van Dyke to save me an extra 0.5. Right now, I have Trent. I may very well switch that to Robertson. Uh, that's completely up in the air still. To me, it doesn't. You know, and I don't need to make that decision until the last day. Then I have uh, uh, Dinge, uh, Lucas from uh, Everton. They just have fantastic fixtures. I think he's worth having until he is injured or no longer a part of that team. And then KWP and Laporte. So KWP is a little bit of my risk. He's kind of your punt. He's my punt, I would say. It's a very boring punt, but I like boring punts. You know, if he doesn't play, I can switch him down. I can even maybe switch him up if I make a double switch. But I think he's going to start for them at right wing back. And he just produces a lot of attacking returns and gets forward. So I I like him. Uh, In the midfield, Salah and Sterling with this team. Again, I I just I'm a little bit unsure of Sterling because I'm like, if I'm not captaining him, what's the point? We'll see. Salah is going to be my captain for sure. Game week one. That's not changing. And then I currently have Frazier and uh, Perez for Leicester and then Dundonker. And up top, I am doing something a little bit unique. I've seen a few teams do this. I'm going with Wilson. I'm going with two 4.5. So right now I have Green Green uh, Mason Greenwood from mm-hmm. Manchester and then Sturridge. Uh, just in case Wilson gets injured, I feel like he would, you know, King obviously would be the player to have and I would probably drop down to King, but you know, just in case Sturridge is there as well, because he he probably may play a little bit more than. So that's my team. It just makes the most sense for me. I don't see the point in having a premium forward still is the, the big takeaway. And I'm not too concerned about having two 4.5 forwards, in all honesty, because I feel like I just chase forwards. They have a good game. I'm like, oh, I'll bring them in. If I have two 4.5s, it, it won't matter. I can't really do that. Will Bill asks, which player that is not in your current game week one draft you really wish you had in your team? Probably Kane with that with that team set. Um, I, I mean, I do think he's going to score a couple goals against Villa, but I just don't see having him for a long time. And I just don't want to plan a team to do an early wild card. Yeah. And the other problem with Kane is it's like he plays Man City away from home the second week, I think, right? They're away. I'm pretty sure they're away. I guess I don't know for sure. 
Um, but I just don't like him in that fixture. So it's like, why have him for just one fixture? It just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Okay. So that's kind of your, your team layout. Um, so I'll, I'll do mine quick as well. So I'm looking at Pope in goal with a uh, button as well. I'm thinking about doing the 4.54 right now. I know that's super risky. It's what I went with last year. I wouldn't feel so nervous about it. Like I did last, you know, last year I wasn't nervous about it cause it was flappy Hansky yeah. and I just knew he was locked. Pope, I'm a little nervous about doing that. We'll see um, if I if I stick to it. Um, across the back line, Robbo, Van Dyke, Asp, Stones, and Lundstrom. Lundstrom. Uh, I like all of those players. I'm pretty confident that they're going to stick. Uh, across the midfield, it's Perez, Sterling, De Bruyne, Salah, and Den Donker. Again, I'm pretty confident in those picks. Um, Perez may become Barkley. I know that that was a trap last year. It sounds though this year like he'll sit in on that number ten spot. Um, I don't know yet. I'm just going to be completely honest. Uh, I'm up in the air on what that's going to look like. And then up front, and again, my front line is basically completely allowed to be destroyed. I have no idea what it's going to look like, but currently it's Barnes, King, and Greenwood. Um, My concerns right now with the Barnes situation, I think he's the most talented striker in that Burnley front line. Their fixtures are kind of a mix, right? They're not not great. Wood has been playing really well and has banged a bunch of goals in preseason. And I know, trust me, I know preseason is not the most important thing in the world, but it's hard to look past like the 10 goals or eight goals or whatever he has in like five games, you know, and then Rodriguez is there now. And so, you know, if you're Sean Dyche and you're eating worms and glass for breakfast, it's like, what do you, what do you do? Right. You have the striker that just banged 20 you know 10 goals or whatever he's just banging and banging you're gonna not play him you know and you brought another striker in this year what are you gonna do not play him i don't know although i think barnes is the most talented and then the other issue is the king issue and there's just i don't know there's just a lot of attacking options at bournemouth right i mean king wilson solanke um sturridge all strikers and then you know you have guys like frazier who are very talented are clearly going to be playing and are going to be getting minutes um uh, Ibe has been very good in the preseason. I know he's been playing some outside back, but he's been playing some winger too. You know, so it's like, mm-hmm. it's hard because if King doesn't nail one of those spots in that, like a striker position or in the number 10 position, where does he end up, right? There's not really, I know this sounds terrible. I'm sad about the Brooks injury because I liked, I would not have had him on my team, but I like him very much as a player and he's like a young kid and it's always cool to see those guys, right? Like go and perform so well. And he was just fun to watch i'm sad about the injury but it actually makes me feel a little better about the king situation because it's like one less competitor in the side form so that's kind of where my team looks or what my team looks like right now um like i said goalkeeper is a question mark perez is a question mark entire front line is a question mark uh so i don't really i don't know um the one player uh that i would be interested in in my side uh i i'd like Honestly, like if my one of my other drafts had Ederson in it, and I just liked the idea of like that stability in the back. I don't know. I it, I'm not really sure who I want on my side. Obviously, like you'd love to have some sort of Spurs coverage, but I don't really know where to go. So yeah, the Spurs. Yeah, Spurs worry me. I think they're gonna have a better year, not having to deal with World Cup. You know, Sun and Ali now maybe are out. So again, 
Kane, Mora, even Erickson, I, I do kind of want them in my team. It's interesting how you structured your team to have like a little bit more higher price mids. Like that's an interesting way to do it because I do think Erickson and or KDB could kind of be a diamond in the rough this year. It's not like a super surprise. Like I feel like the FPL community has talked about those players a lot. They previously have had fantastic seasons, way better than they both did last year. Um, so those players are interesting to me as well, but they're more of like just a tick along type of player. Like if you're going to have them, you, you don't want to be swapping them out mm-hmm. if they have like a blank game. Like, like don't worry, they will do well. Yeah, the downer is that they both had kind of rough years mm-hmm. and yet they weren't priced like that. You know what I mean? Like I think did KB, KDB come in at 10 last year, I think. Yeah. So like he's at 9.5, right? And Erickson came in last year at 9.5. And dropped a nine. Yeah. So like... It would be, yeah, I guess nine with Erickson is kind of an interesting price point, right? Just because of what he can do. It's too bad KDB didn't come in as, at nine as well. It would have been really, I think, tempting for a lot more managers. I mean, I think his ownership is still decent, right? Yeah, I think a lot of people are still going for him. Yeah, he's at 15.5 right now. So, yeah, he's still highly owned, right? But but I don't know exactly what that's going to look like. So, Okay. Um, so those are our teams. Um, FPL Geek says using your current draft, estimate how many points each player will get and therefore your overall game week one scores. Okay, I'll go first. Uh, I will score 107 points game week one. Jake? Uh, 69 most likely. That's my guess with my computer system. Why 69? Though? I don't know. I just said that's what it came out as. Get your hand off my leg. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. Had a glass and a half of wine. You're out of control. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I mean, 100 would be fantastic. I don't think I... Did I hit 100 last year? I don't think I hit 100 last year. I had one. One. Over yeah. 100, yeah. Um, okay, that's a good question. Uh, let's see. Okay, so of course we've got Jake's mistakes. We haven't really done much Jake's mistakes because... There's not much to talk about, right? Like, yeah. the season hasn't started. I mean, the moment... Life the se- mistakes, though. Well... Yeah, we don't talk about that on the. Yeah, we try to we try to let you have a little bit of person personal life. Um, So Haskell wrote in a good question though. If I asked you a week from now, what was the biggest mistake in your game week one team? What do you think your answer would be? So he's made his mistakes and he's really sad. Jake's got a super limp dick in his hand. It's Jake's mistakes. Yeah, the last part's not true. I I think. It's an interesting question, right? Like when you start playing that game where you're like, okay, I mean, it's probably a, a rabbit hole. Like this is dangerous probably to play, but like mm-hmm. what would be the, what's the most dangerous area on your team that could lead to a, a serious problem that you're going to look back at this and be like, wow, this was not right. Honesty though. That would be the two 4.5 budget forwards. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty easy. Uh, that could be a concern. I do like having Wilson because he's like eight, so I could go up to Vardy or drop down if need be. And actually, another one of my teams has Vardy and Wilson, which is interesting, but I, I, I kind of like it when I look at that team. It gives me a little bit more balance. Uh, but that's going to that's gonna be risky. I just, I don't know. We, I don't know. I just don't like the 6.5 forwards and below. Uh, honestly, I still like Southampton 6.5. 0.0 forwards the most they just have terrible fixtures so i'm gonna try to hold off on them to start the season hmm. all right that's good i think for me this it's the same thing it's the forward line 
I think those are the toughest decisions that I'm the most nervous about. I think I could totally get bit by just going Pope. I know that too. Yeah, that's a little risky. Yeah, I'm pretty convinced that Pope will be the starter and that he'll be okay. But we have to acknowledge that he's coming off an injury, uh, number one, right? That Number two, that heart was the number one for a lot of last year, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, that said, I do think that he's, Pope is like, He's a rock at that club. They've really grown to love him and they want him to be the starter there. But I, I know it's risky. So those are the two things. Um, so we'll see. It's a great way to save an extra half mil, though, as we talked about keeping that half mil in the bank or well, however you want to do it. Spend it to get a you know a six mil defender instead of a 5.5 mil defender or whatever you want right. to do. But. Yeah. Okay. Uh, cool. Let's take a short break. When we come back, uh, we'll talk about some more specific like game week one questions that people wrote in. So we'll get a, a little bit more into the weeds on that. Uh, so stay tuned. Welcome back to the second half of the pod. Just wanted to take a moment to say thank you to all of our Patreon members that have uh, joined in the last couple weeks. We haven't really given shout outs to everybody, so I just wanted to, to take the time to do that and, and really genuinely say thank you to those folks. Um, Jake and I have talked a, a lot about how you know how we really enjoy doing the pod and, and that it was never really about all the fancy cars and the houses and the escorts and things like that. But you know, sometimes things evolve into more than what you planned, right, Jake? True story. Yeah. So we're dealing with that now, right? We're dealing mm-hmm. with gigantic hedge funds and slush funds and moving money around in the Caribbean and Swiss bank accounts. And But, um, you know, I, th- I still think we need to acknowledge and thank the folks that are funding our lavish, Lifestyle. you know, lifestyles. That's why we're in Seattle. They paid for it all. Yep, right? exactly. Yeah. So thank you to um, to Bobby Love, uh, Eggy Bread, Jake Spice, Kenny McDonald, uh, Marvin, uh, Andre, Patrick, uh, Stephen, Thomas, um, and Tibbs, all people that have joined our, uh, our Patreon in, in the last uh, couple weeks here. So thank you guys so much uh, for helping kind of, uh, kind of, kind of take care of the podcast, I guess is the way to say it. Um, there are costs to this podcast. It costs us quite a bit of money to host it on SoundCloud and it costs us money to keep our website up and running and it costs us a lot of time. And honestly, I have to buy beer for almost every podcast. So that and my private plane takes a lot more jet fuel than I thought it was going to take. You yeah, know? definitely. Yeah. It's more expensive than what anyone could ever estimate for. Yeah. And so thank you to everyone that's supporting it. Um, if you're interested in supporting us in any way possible, we would really appreciate it. Uh, you can go to patreon.com and, and search The Art of the Dive. Uh, you can go into our Twitter. There's a link on our profile. Or you can go to our website, divefpl.com, and there's a link there. Uh, there's a couple different tiers. But any way that you get involved, you'd be allowed to uh, to get involved in our Slack channel. Um, we also, though, if you're a top level tier provider, you get to do something that I think a lot of people are excited about, Jake, and that is uh, make up a Jake insult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So Bobby asked, could one could our one off Jake insult be physical? We didn't say no to. I mean, I'm not going to say no. You know, I'm not going to say no, no to that. What are you going to say? Well, I I guess that means. Possibly, but he would have to travel here and arrange it himself. Unless he like sent a bomb or something. That's that is not acceptable. Anthrax. Nope. No Got him. Anthrax. Got him. Good. Find a dollar for every yeah. time. I can't die from whatever you're doing. My wife would be upset about that, unfortunately. Okay, so death is off the table. Yeah. Also, serious injury. What about smallpox? Like that would suck, but you could come back from it. Yeah. No. If there's like any mortality rate associated with it, it's got to be a no-go okay 
Okay, so that's, I guess, I don't know. I mean, and Bobby's soft. He can't punch hard enough to hurt you. So, he can punch you if he wants, right? I guess that's try. fine. Chat shit, get back. No face <laughs> and no baby maker. Okay. That would be the rules. Okay. Uh, Wilson says, if I join the Patreon level, can I take a jab at Marco instead of Jake? Hmm. I guess my my response to that would be, Why? You know, why would you want to do that? I don't know. I like this Wilson guy, though. Wilson guy's a douche. He thinks, <laughs> he thinks outside the box. I hate this guy. <laughs> no, I don't know. Wilson, you just got blocked on Twitter. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, if you really want to do that, Wilson, it's a stupid idea, but you can, you know, you can do it. But you're going to have to pay triple. Yeah. Hopefully, I can read it off then, right? Shut up, Jake. Okay. No. Okay. Moving forward, let's get into game week one specific questions, Jake. So, we have uh, quite a few questions actually um, about kind of specific players or specific situations that people are dealing with. So, I guess we'll get into it as deep as we can while also getting through all the questions. Okay. Um, it is a hard time of the season now because, you know, there's there's not really any preseason games left. Uh any little piece of information can be very helpful. Um, so Jake and I have done a little bit of digging, but honestly, there's not that much right now, like kind of floating around from an, inf- from an information perspective that is like special insight, right? So it's a lot of its opinion, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. let's get into this. Um, FPL Amundada. Is that how you say thing? Yeah, I think that's, that was good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of Ava? Always been a threat and great first two fixtures maybe a swap uh with kane or vardy after game week two jake do you have like thoughts on abba or not really yeah i put my i have my thoughts uh i just am not as big of a fan as his first two fixtures um dan also wrote in and said no premium forwards period still going there question mark so i assumed he was asking if we're still not doing premium forwards are we going to read all the punctuation the rest of the day no i was just you know you know saying like it seems like dan also agrees because he put no premium forwards but then he he put a question mark after like still going there are you an idiot question mark yeah exactly so i i no, I don't want a premium forward. I think Abba's probably, honestly, the worst choice. I guess, like, maybe Aguero, because he might not play. But I just don't think away at Newcastle and home at Burnley are great fixtures. Like, I wouldn't I wouldn't consider those great as, like, an no, Arsenal fan. No. Um, so... And then, I, Liver- and then Liverpool away yeah, and Spurs at home you're already, the next two. And then you're already planning a transfer, which... And then Watford away, yeah. which isn't a great fixture either, really. I, I went down that road two years yeah. ago, and it's a terrible road because you want to make other switches. Inevitably, you're going to make other switches. So if you go, if you answer, like, what do you think of Kane? Yes. What do I think of Abba? No. Uh, I, I don't like Abba to start the season. And I agree. I don't need to add anything to it. Okay. I'm, I'm with you. Um, Thomas Bracken wrote in, Everton attack, yay or nay? Uh, and what do you like and dislike to see in the community shield? So let's start with Everton attack. Uh, there's been a lot of, there's been some firepower kind of injected. I mean, is this, is this keen move going to go through? Is that done? Is it? I'm not sure. I don't think it's done. done. I don't think it's done yet, but it's the rumor is pretty heavy that it's like happening or like the, the, I don't think the papers have been signed. Um, you know, I mean, obviously, Siggy is a, is a huge option for Charleston is somebody that people are talking about. Mm-hmm. We, at one point, both of us had him, Siggy, in our teams, right? And then yeah. neither of us do now. 
Yeah. What would it turn? Tell me what turned you off. Why? Honestly, it's the preseason. I, like, and also I just think there's better options to start yeah. the preseason more. I, I think Siggy is again a player that you hold. Richarlison to me, I had in my team very briefly because he does for some reason start out the season phenomenally, but I'm just a little bit worried with Cope. Copa America and him coming back from Brazil and just not being 100% right off the bat. I could be completely wrong, but I think it's a punt that I'm not willing to take because I just like other midfielders in that price range so much more. Like I like Frazier. I think Mora would be more worth it. Um, He's someone I'm still considering. And then I would rather go up to like Erickson or KDB. Okay, Uh, let me throw something out there just because I'm thinking about it now. Okay, so I'm looking at the midfield like layout right from last year point mm-hmm. scored uh where does sigurdsson rank in all midfielders from last year's scoring I, I know he was well i mean if you take out hazard he was third or fourth yeah so yeah if you take hazard out now of the game he's fourth right yep. he finished yeah uh last year he was priced that started i think at seven five right this year he's priced out at eight yep saying that his points per game would be like 22.7 or something like that which is pretty good pretty decent points per million i mean points I per million um and he scored more points than frazier by one uh and quite a few more than other players like milovojevic erickson even son sane i mean are we being dumb i'm I, I just saying i'm looking at this now i'm just saying are we stupid Ah, I I don't. The fixtures are really good. Yeah, you can't argue against the fixtures either. You can't. It's more. It's honestly been the preseason for me. Like they haven't scored any goals, and I'm like, what is going on? And I know, like you said, don't read too much into preseason, but it just concerns me too much. And I don't know. I don't know if I want to hold Siggy at this point in time. I, I I don't know. It's not wrong. I don't think it's wrong at all to consider him. And I think there's worse punts out there. I will say that. But I I just think it's a little bit of a risk. Yeah, I don't know. Now I'm looking at it and thinking, why the hell do I not have him in my team? Is what I'm doing, right? Yeah, like, he was like my player selection, like the one player I want. Yeah, to have on he was my team like one of the first guys singing. I put in my team, and now I start tinkering. And he's not my team. Yeah, I got to blow my whole team up. Oh, God, let's not go down that road just yet. Okay, we can well, finish the pod. First. I'm already thinking about how I can get him in. I think I've got it figured out, <laughs> okay. so I'm good. Okay, so um, in terms of the answer to that question, right now it's yay or nay. It's me. It's on the fence again because you're right. The, the, well, here's the thing. The fixtures are great. Uh, there's a few players that are the right price. The issue has been the preseason, right? They've just been poor. But, um, I, I mean, I'm going to lean more towards yay than nay. How come he hasn't scored a single goal in preseason? Like, what the fuck's going on? How come your hand, is your hand still on my leg? You know, this whole podcast. <laughs> I don't know. It's yeah, weird. Maybe he has scored a goal. I don't even moving know. Moving up my waist. I don't know. It's weird. Uh, okay. What uh, what do you like and dislike to see in the community shield? I mean, obviously, we just want to see lineups, right? I mean, that was the big thing. Two yeah. real teams playing against each other in a semi-real match. I don't know. It was just lineups, right? Yeah, well, and then the, the Sané injury news. Ah. He was like a player I was very briefly considering as a, as a punt because whenever he plays, he scores goals. Um, now that that makes it more obvious. Also, I think we should talk about the fact that now we may know a little bit more of who's that other center back going to be paired with Van Dyke with Gomez. Uh, that's, you know, interesting to me because I think there could be some value in just going with Gomez um, as maybe a second Liverpool defender if you wanted to save a little bit of cash. Yeah, it's you can't say it's not risky, though. Nope, definitely risky. I agree. Yeah, okay. Uh, Agatum wrote in, um, what do you think of Bournemouth triple up for the first two matches? 
maybe Frazier, Wilson, and King. FPL Dare wrote in triple Bournemouth for the first two fixtures, Frazier, King, Wilson. You could move one or two of them on before the City game and hopefully jump on the players in their price ranges who have looked good over the first two fixtures. Uh, well, the, yeah, I mean, if we look, so if we look at that team specifically and we look at their fixtures, uh, the fixtures are quite good, right? So yeah, they play two promoted sides with Aston Villa or Sheffield first and then Aston Villa. Right. And then the city game, but then even after the city game, Leicester, Everton, Southampton, West Ham, pretty decent right yeah. in there. I mean, I definitely, I'm going to have a Bournemouth attacker for sure in my team, possibly two. Do you think? three i mean there's only so many goals to be had i feel like we're going down like punt alley right now like there's there's like punt alley is not a place well that it's gonna be it's not though right so it's like it's not it's not a place yeah like you could do this i it would be a lie if i had said that i didn't have three bournemouth players in my team at some point during my tinkering but i just i agree it's just too many they're not the top attacking team uh, they they were much better, um, and I think in the top, within the top six or seven for goals scored. Don't get me wrong, and they have great fixtures, so I think two's plenty. I just think three. I don't know, like why not go somewhere else? I guess you're giving yourself a safe zone if they do start out really well, and like maybe if you go Wilson and it's King who bangs a bunch of goals, or vice versa, like that's nice. I just I don't think I would do it. I yeah. think there's other I options. Either. Yeah, it's a lot of a lot of eggs in a basket that yeah. um, isn't very big. Yeah, and I mean that's the question with Everton too. We didn't talk about it. Like, are, how many other Everton players are you having in your team? I just feel like Everton and Bournemouth are like guaranteed to fuck you at some point in the season. Yeah, that's my concern. Yeah, honestly, like a dirty sorority girl. What? You said guaranteed to fuck you. Oh. Okay, I wasn't thinking that. That seems a little disrespectful, but... To what? Dirty sorority girls? Yeah. You think dirty sorority girls everywhere that listen to this pod are like, damn it, I'm done, and they're just like, they're unsubscribing? Yeah, we've probably lost at least half a listener. Two, two, maybe one. I don't know. Whatever. Fair enough. Uh, Legit question from FPL Troll. Man United nailed players, and is Jimenez worth it? He's had a good preseason. Then he just threw some names out, right? Martial, Rashford, AWB, Matic, uh, McTominay, Shaw. No, those were mine. Those are your ideas? I put them in there. You like those players? So I think they're the nailed ones. Also, Uh, I have a question. So do you think it's... I think I like FPL Troll a lot, but do you think it's kind of like a little bit rude to put like legit question? Like, does he think the other questions aren't legit or do you think he's just clarifying? No, I think he just trolls a lot. Okay, gotcha. So like some, some of his questions aren't legit. Oh, got you, got you. So he's trying to be clear, which I'm appreciative of, Jake. Oh, yeah. No, I wasn't saying that I wasn't appreciative. I just was curious. Yeah, I think for Man United, based on that team, which again is really hard to tell, I think Rashford, uh, Martial, uh, Obi-Wan, Matic, McTominay, Shaw, and then obviously De Gea, I think those players are nailed. I think it's a risk going with anyone else. I mean, for, for starts... I guess I would say. I, I don't want anything to do with Man United to start my season. Yeah. But it's okay. a different different story for a different place. And you like Jimmy, right? I do like Jimmy. Yeah, I do too. I don't know. I mean, like... I don't think I'm going to pick him, but I think he's a fine pick. Yeah, a lot of... There's a little bit of an injury. We got to know more. But a lot of players own him, and we don't... I thought it was funny because... Correct me if I'm wrong, but I haven't heard much about him in the FPL community. I don't know if it's because he's just like a boring pick. But, again, heard... 
herd think or you know the herd is generally right and he's owned by i think greater than 30 percent of fpl right now so I, I don't think you can go wrong he also saves a little bit of money and he's kind of in that middle range where you can go up or down relatively easily depending yeah. on what happens yeah he's at 28 percent ownership so yeah a lot of people are i mean that's a huge ownership um yeah. a lot of people are picking him so i don't think it's a bad pick either um obviously the little knock that he picked up hopefully he's fine but but we'll see uh mark ronin is there uh is there really a cheap route into the man city defense or should we just stump up the cash uh, you know, I, I don't know. I the the cheap route would be Zinchenko or Stones, right? At five point five, and I know you don't like that. You're making this face like <laughs> somebody's you know sneaking up behind you and gonna do something weird to you. Um, like I'm not smelling a, farts, man. I don't do you know. do that a lot. No, <laughs> I'm just saying. Sometimes that happens. Yeah, let me sniff that fart, dude. I was on the Seattle train. Someone farted. It smelled so bad. That's probably me. Uh, you weren't there. Well, could've someone been, did could've it. Been. But. I, it's a ghost fart. I agree with you. I think Stones and Zinchenko are your best bets. I just don't. Pep rotates so much to begin with. Like, you know, besides maybe Spurs with their rotation in the back, Man City is like n- the next team close to them. Just You just never know. And then even with Walker, which I think is a question down the road, I'm a little bit concerned if they bring in Cancelo. I, I just, Laporte or Ederson for me, no questions asked. I don't want to risk it. Too much money to risk. I like Stoner. Okay. I just do. I think that I think that he's not going to be hurt this year. I think it, the Pep's plans were to have him play the entire season last year, and then he picked up that injury, right? He had picked up two injuries, hamstring and a hamstring. I do agree I'd rather go Stones than Zinchenko. Uh, yeah. I will say that. I think Zinchenko is um, – he'll probably start game week one possibly game week two and I, th- I just think he's a risky pick he, if he plays really well see the thing that's weird with pep is players will even play well and he'll rotate them anyways because mm-hmm. he's trying to keep legs fresh and stuff so it's like you don't really know who's gonna play when yeah. so and mendy's coming back at some point right you know mendy's preferred there yeah okay uh neil says is there really a good safe second choice other than sterling for man city attacking points Wondering if downgrade to a Silva and upgrade to Laporte and Ederson with that money will net just as many, if not more, points. So we talked about this already a little bit when you were discussing your team mm-hmm. and my team, right? So like KDP, KDB or Sterling are like, how do you how do you get into that Man City attack? Uh, I mean, I don't know. So like personally, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't see that, right? I don't see the coverage happening there. I just think Ederson fucks up three times a year or four times a year and it's enough that so annoying well it's enough that it throws the points off right quite yeah. a bit defensively because it is on a knife's edge with man city on which side you come out ahead on we know they're going to get a ton of clean sheets but one or two little mistakes are like a, a shitty dive in and a penalty right that's given and suddenly you really wish you were in that attack yeah ederson is not going to do better than what he did last year with their 21 clean sheets. Right. Like that's right, right, that's right. his top. And he doesn't get a ton of bonus points, but he's really safe and he makes sense. But I think the biggest question here is KDB, which you you think will do well, but you also are kind of buffering with having Sterling. You, you have both. Um, so if KDB returns to his like 200-point form of his previous FPL seasons, like... Then I think, you know, you could go away with not having Sterling and probably come out okay if you think about it. Like 200 points from KDB, 
maybe around 170, 180 points from Laporte, 160 from Ederson, you're probably going to be fantastic. Um, Again, you'll be holding those players the whole season, but I don't think it's wrong. But the big question to me is KDB. So if KDB gets rotated a lot, doesn't have a season like that because he gets injured again, then yeah, Sterling's probably the only way to do it. I'm not a big fan of Silva. I already said that. I don't know what your thoughts on. on I'm assuming he's talking about Bernardo more than David because I think David's just he's a great player still. He'll probably get some returns, but he's close to retired. He's just not going to play. Enough. Yeah, Bilva's. I love Bilva as a player. I don't think he's a great FPL asset. He just doesn't get quite enough points. Mm-hmm. Um, and now you know. I mean, there's just there is a lot of rotation, right? We know in those positions. You know, obviously Pep loves him, but um, Mahrez is going to need to get more minutes this year, right? That's so, what I was just going to say. Like, we didn't even talk about Mahrez yet. Yeah. And he's a great player. So, yeah. so that it is what it is. Uh, okay. Um, FBL Ruben says best midfielder under 8.5 mil. Um, and then he also is asking for the best 5.5 mil or less defender. Okay. Yeah, maybe we should put Siggy here. I initially yeah. thought uh, Frazier and Perez... Um, I think Perez will be a steal if you hold him long-term throughout yep. the season. He's going to be playing either as the right wing or a t- attack next to Vardy, and Leicester are good. Um, they're a top-side team. like They always finish top 10. Uh, their attack did seem to get a little bit better with Rodgers. Was that fixtures? Was that not fixtures? Who knows? But they've improved their team, I guess, aside from losing Maguire now, which is a recent change. I don't know how much that's going to affect their attack, though. Uh, and then defense for me, I think it's a bad place to be when you go under the, the 5.5 mil range. There's just not much there this year. FPL, official FPL priced, right, priced players at, at a point that there's very, very little value, I feel like, yeah. in that back line. Like in terms of like lower price guys, right, that are yeah. going to offer more than, than they should. Yeah. So KD, KWP for me is still interesting. I just don't know if he's going to make it the full season. So if you're thinking just throughout the full season, I, I think uh, Wolves... Uh, Bowley had four goals last year. He ended up with like 120. Uh, Aki had 120 points for Bournemouth. And then Stevens, honestly, for um, Sheffield is an interesting player to consider. He gets a little bit more returns. He plays as a, like a winger, kind of like a Doherty. Um, and I think... You know, if people are like, oh, they're going to get cleans this year, well, then they should honestly consider him more than the goalkeeper, in my opinion, personally. Uh, he's had a few attacking returns in the preseason, but I do think there might be better value. Like you have Lundstrom, and I think Gibson at 4.0 might be better to have personally. Rather than a 4 5 or. Yeah, well, and Steve, the, all those players came in at 5. Right, right. Um, yeah. But I do think that they're probably the best players throughout the whole season if I was going to make a zombie team, those guys would probably be the ones I would pick at that price range. Okay. Eagles say Howell Spurs are just a life after Trippier. Um, I, I don't think... Do you think it's going to change? I, don't, I think that was fine. Yeah, I mean, he... Of. You know, obviously he offers some free kick ability for them, but I wouldn't say that he was particularly talented defensively. He's fine on the ball, right? But he wasn't, like, special, was he? No, I don't think he was. I, and I think he's getting older. Honestly, the interesting thing I haven't thought of is how much, how many more free kicks Erickson might take now, too. Oh, God. Get him in. Get him in straight into my team now. David Storm, Dingy or Walker? 
It's Dinge. It's got to be Dinge. I mean, you know, Walker's just not necessarily had like any huge years. Dinge at least has some potential to have some big year. But the question, is, I mean, I guess they ended up Walker outscored him by two points last year. So like, does it matter? They're both the same price. I don't know. Yeah. I think Dinge is more exciting. He'll get more returns. I guess you're banking Everton get as many cleans or hopefully they'll get more. Because I don't think Dinge is going to get more than like four goals and five assists this year. Do you? I don't know. Yeah, but if he gets four goals and five assists, he doesn't have to get as many cleans to match Walker. Yeah, that's how many Not returns he had last year. But he did get that like weird red card and missed some games because of yeah. that. And had I don't know. I don't like Walker because I just think Man City might upgrade him. But yeah, okay. Uh, Marvin the Gooner, Gomez in the starting lineup for Liverpool. Should we be considering him? We kind of hit on this already. Mm-hmm. It's a bit of a punt, but. Um, you know, I mean, obviously you can think about him. I still stand by what I said last week. I think there will be matches where Klopp will hold Gomez out of the starting 11 because he likes the potential flexibility of playing Gomez at right back or at center back. Uh, and he knows that Matip is um, good enough there. The thing is, Gomez is a better player than Matip. He is stronger. Uh, he's faster. He's better on the ball. Uh, and I think Klopp knows that. I'm just, I, I think that there will be times when Klopp prefers that flexibility. Yeah, it's just, I, I agree. It might be like a three-way rotation. You know, interesting, I feel like we haven't gotten a lot of questions on like Robbo versus Trent. Do you think a lot of people are just going with both and not going with Van Dyke? I have Van Dyke and Robbo on my team. Yeah. I, I mean, I know Trent's going to play tons of minutes. He'll play 2,700 minutes or whatever this year, yeah. and he'll be, he's fine, and he's going to get a ton of, he'll get more attacking returns than Robbo probably will. I just love the safety of Rabo. There's not even really anyone else that could play there. Um, and and Rabo seems to be a bit of a tank, right? Like he doesn't ever really pick up injuries, you know, or things like that. I don't know. We'll see, I guess. But It's interesting. Like I've taken the risk to go with Trent, and I'm considering just going with Rabo because of what you said. Yeah. it's just It feels safer, but I don't know. Um, okay. Who are you captaining in game week one? Salah. Salah. It's- yeah, it's easy. I don't know that there's much to talk about there, right? I mean, obviously, Kane would be a, a fine captain choice yeah. uh, if you'd like to pick him. Um, you know, Sterling could be fine too, right, against West Ham. Um, but I don't know that there's... I kind of have a feeling this is going to be one of those years again where it's going to be like Salah or Sterling, Salah or Sterling. Okay, Kane, Salah or Sterling, Salah or... Right, like, kind of like how it was last year as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, okay, I guess that's mostly what we have, Jake. Uh, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, The Art of the Dive, uh, Twitter at DiveFPL, online at DiveFPL.com. Um, download our podcast on iTunes, Spotify now, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Podbean, everywhere else. Uh, support our podcast by joining our Patreon if you can. Uh, supporters help cover the cost of our website, file hosting, equipment, sports cars, lavish dinners, escorts, all those types of things. All of the above. Yep. And... Uh, then we have this question from Mark, which was kind of interesting. I thought it'd be a good one to wrap it up with because mm. it's super appropriate. Uh, when Jake is expressing anal glands at work, does his mind ever wander towards his next transfer in FPL and PSLs? So it's an interesting question, Jake, right? Because yeah. you work at a nursing home, so you're often expressing anal glands there. You mean a veterinary? I was oh, cool. confused. I missed that. Oh, so. okay. Uh, I mean, I usually just have the interns do that. So, but I do often consider my next transfer in FPL while I drink a PSL at work. It sounds fun. Yeah, good yeah. times. It certainly is. Uh, so good news is, um, next week 
Jake and I will be together again for another podcast because that's just how long of a vacation I'm taking. Uh, and so we'll be recording live together again, which I'm pretty excited about. Uh, so that's about it, Jake. I mean, lots to do this week, lots of research, lots of hoping for some sort of information before we lock our teams in. Remember the deadlines on Friday, which is a little bit different, right? It's a Friday deadline this year Who with place that game, Liverpool and Norwich, oh, right? God. Is the first match. Yeah. We'll get all my points right out of the way. 10, nothing. 69 done. Weird. Okay. Uh, should we get out of here? Yeah, I guess. All right. Once I'm going to get your hand off my leg. Jake, everyone knows that that's not what's happening. Okay. Why do you try to ruin the end of the podcast every time? I don't know. I didn't try to ruin it. Why do we let you sign the podcast off? That's another stupid question that (laughs) we should be asking. That's a great question. Okay, let's get out of here. I'm Marco. And I'm Jake. And remember, you should dive.